You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room. And watch the watch the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fixed back. Biggest biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide one hundred point nine, and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. This is Xavier Houston sitting in the captain's chair this morning for Martin while he is out on assignment. And today on this wild Wednesday, we will be breaking down some recruiting news. They have released who is going to SEC Media Days from the University of Alabama as well as other schools. We'll be breaking down the running back room as well as there's a picture of Malachi Moore looking like he's put some weight on, some muscle. Could this be him trying to get that starting spot back from Brian Branch? Could he be getting ready to transition to a full-time safety? But he looks good. Definitely put some weight on, put some muscle on. But I am here with Joe Gaither running the board. Joe, I just want to take a second and say congratulations on your show, The Cup of Joe. That is awesome, man. Thank you very much, Xavier. I just uh, just something we want to put together and see what we, see what, how if we can have some fun each and every day. So thank you so much. That is awesome, man. For real, and you are welcome. But yeah, uh, to get first, uh, to get things rolling, uh, SEC Media Days are starting next week, and it has been announced who Alabama is bringing with them. And I don't think it's a big shock or anything, but it is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, the best football player in the country, Will Anderson Jr. And then the senior safety, Jordan Battle. Now, it's been a few years since there's been a, a live SEC media days where you get the whole crew together, get up there, and they get to answer questions, walk around. Media gets to talk to them. Fans get to have some interaction with them. Uh, were you surprised at all by who was picked? Or Well, we of course, pretty much everybody knew Bryce and Will were going. Were you surprised that Jordan Battle was the third guy, or was that expected from you? Uh, you know, Jordan is a, is a great, great pick. I, I was kind of between Jordan Battle, or uh, Henry Toa Toa, or Emilio Echior as being probably that, that third pick. Uh, the only surprise, <laughs> the only surprise that I've got uh, Xavier with that is: Are we going to get another viral moment out of out of Jordan Battle? You know, last year he had that moment telling, talking about Nick Saban's sense of humor, and I thought after that 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 moment out of the podium, we'd never hear from him in the media again <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, it, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say uh 
Yeah, but if, if anybody has anything they want to talk about as well on today, you can call in on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904. But, yeah, I think I think it's a solid group of guys that's going. Now, the funny thing is you don't hear a lot from Bryce and Will. They're very quiet. They're, they're not outspoken. How do you think in this in this type of environment – the two of those guys are going to do. I, I think they're going to do very well, but but I don't think we're going to be taking a whole lot of sound bites from them. I mean, obviously we will in, in our job, but like I think we're going to have to work to do a little bit of work to you know do some interpretation. Bryce is already Bryce came to Alabama basically in quarterback robot mode, and Will Anderson has learned that over time. Will Will flashed a little more personality, uh, but but both those guys. Have you been, you know, been coached up by the media team over at the University of Alabama? Josh Maxson, shout out to you, do a great job. But uh, so it, I don't know that we'll get a whole lot of um, juice out of those two guys, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah, I I, I don't think there's going to be any major sound bites from them. I, I think both of those guys just their mentality is very focused, very quiet, just hard nosed. And we've heard from Bryce recently saying that. Is as great as it is to win the Heisman Trophy, he doesn't. He he doesn't want to stop there. That's not his end goal. He wants to leave Alabama as a starting quarterback who has won a national championship. So we know he's going to be laser lasered in and focused on what he's got going on. Now to get into some recruiting news, you have Roe Aguirre from the state of Florida who committed to Miami. So this is the second guy in a row that Alabama has lost to the Miami Hurricanes. And then you go back, of course, to last Friday, five-star defensive lineman Peter Woods from Thompson High School going to Clemson. So I know that's probably got a lot of Alabama fans kind of shocked and wondering what's going on with the with the program and things of that nature. Guys, it is still very early. In the process, it is the it's not even the middle of July. There's still a lot of guys on Alabama's big board coming up. Malik Bryant, uh, 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 Aline Olaz, a lot of guys that that are favored to be Alabama locks and things of that nature. So nobody fret, um, Jody. With Clemson and and Peter Woods, we talked about it uh, on Monday, and we talked about it a little bit more on yesterday. Peter Woods is – we hear five-star in-state uh, defensive lineman. Uh, oh, he's got to go to Bama. He's, but he's not a real fit for Alabama. When you look at – he's a true 4-3 end. Not sure if he really wants to kick inside and be that that uh, five technique and things of that nature and, and put on another 20 to 25 pounds. So I, I get that. And then you turn around and you see two guys that were, that Alabama were really high on, looked like at least Raul was leaning toward Alabama. Both go to Miami. Uh, is, is this a concern, a worry for you? Do you think Alabama should be – stressed or anything should should Alabama fans be worried about losing three guys very recently to other schools uh, I'm not sure about worried is, is the right word uh, now it, it, obviously you want to get everybody but that's just not going to be the case especially when you look at the talent in the state of Alabama right now you're not going to get everybody that 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 that, that you want because the talent is really really high, uh, higher than probably normal. I, what, what what I think Xavier is that you've got a combination of different guys out for different things. You touched on you, you touched on. Uh, oh my gosh, you touched on on the Thompson young man. 
Peter, Peter Woods. Woods. Peter Woods. Peter, Peter Woods. Thank you. You touched on Peter Woods not being a, a defense, a scheme fit, uh, and and that probably plays a lot to do with it. A lot of people are, oh, you got to fire Freddie Roach. Like, no, you don't. No, you don't. But slow down. And people, I've heard people questioning, uh, is Nick Saban out of touch? And that's not the case either. Uh, that's a, a laughable, I think, suggestion. Uh, but but what you've got right now, uh, Xavier, I think is a slow ripple effect. Of uh, of nil kind of playing in a factor with the guys going to Miami now now uh, Mario Cristobal is a great recruiter without nil so you 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 give him a little bit of extra extra juice and I think he's going to do even better now for me as a college football fan I think this is all great because you've got other schools starting to starting to kind of tap into some of the talent pools you don't have all the talent going to you know, so few schools like Alabama and Georgia and, you know, Ohio State. You've got uh, these top-end recruits considering other schools. You remember the, the running back out, out of, uh, out of, out of what, Texas, the number two running back in the country who committed to Louisville. I, I just think that it's going to increase the competition level uh, on the field in college football. And for me, I'm excited about that. Now, from an Alabama perspective, I don't think worry is, is going to be I, – I don't think worry is fair. I think Alabama is still going to be recruiting at a top, top five level – you're gonna you're gonna get a great class. Uh, you've got 11 commits on board right now, and tell me that you don't want any of those 11 guys, and you're lying. Uh, I, I, th- I think the, the 11 guys who are committed right now are are, are quality additions to to the recruiting class. Uh, so, so no, you're not gonna get every player that you want just because just because you want them. Uh, our, our buddy just because you're Alabama. Yes, uh, yes, you know our buddy Pat calls in with every recruit saying he needs to go to Bama. <laughs> He's gonna go to Bama. He's gotta go to Bama. And you know, while that you makes sense to you and me on paper, because uh, we, we're so close to the program and we see the success over the last fifteen years, both in championships and in NFL development. That's not always the case for these guys. So I, I, I'm not worried. I don't think the Alabama fans should be worried. P- perhaps you don't end up with a number one class overall, but you're still going to end up with a pretty daggum good recruiting class. And don't you trust Nick Saban to develop these guys? I, I think oh, yeah. everything is fine. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more on that one when you look at it. It's what? What do they always say? Trust the process, and if you trust Nick Saban, he hasn't steered us wrong in 15 years. So why? Why is he going to start now? And as you said, and the other part of it is, there's only so many guys you can sign every year. You you, you know that. You also know that Alabama is going to, from recent history, we're going to dip into the transfer portal after the season, and things are going to shake out there. But, like I said, there's still a lot of big-name guys. There's a lot of big-name in-state guys that are most likely going to be in Crimson and White next year. So there's not not anything to fret about. But we're going to go ahead and get to break. Coming back on the other side, we're talking about this picture of Malachi Moore looking more like a linebacker than a cornerback. And then we'll get into breaking down the running back room on the other side. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Lurling southbound at 10th Street in Northport. Paving is also causing delays 359 northbound near 2059 and the 35th Street exit. Please use caution. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a new or used vehicle at Towns and Nissan. Remember, they're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky cloudy at times today, a good chance of developing showers and thunderstorms, especially this afternoon and early tonight. The high today, 89. Tonight's low, 69. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms. The high at 90. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services 
commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. This is Xavier Houston sitting in the captain's chair this morning, and we have Curtis Moore on hold. How you doing this morning, Curtis? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Hey, man. Hey, not to switch the uh, topic a little bit today, but I had this question. I mean, mean to call in a few days, but I just got wrapped up with work and everything. But I wanted to go ahead. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about um, Eli Eli Ricks for a second. And um, I know I, I have been listening to y'all, although I haven't been um, on every day, but I know it's like some of the stuff that you have provided to show, like how high he is suspected to be drafted and whatnot. And my question is, um, and maybe just an opinion on, on your side and, and, and Joe's side too, um, do you think that's like added pressure to – I mean, he hasn't even got name like the starter on that side yet. But there's mm-hmm. an amount of pressure of him being such a high draft pick. And I, I just can't help but think back to the Spencer Rattler analogy, like all this hype <laughs> Spencer Rattler, and you see what happened with him in Oklahoma and, you know, things like that. I, just, I would just hate for him to have that pressure and then not live up to it. I mean, like I said, he's not even a starter yet. So it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. What's, what's your take on that, man? Do you think there's a lot of pressure on him, you think, or? Yeah, I mean, whenever you see these mock drafts and you see guys going extremely high, I think it'd be added pressure when it comes down to it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, but but I think his his talent level put his talent level puts him there. He has every bit of talent to be a a top ten pick, a, a top fifteen pick for sure. Now the question is, does it translate onto the field this year? As you said, he hasn't been named a starter. It's a uh, strict competition at the corner, uh, you know, tight competition at the cornerback position. You have Kool-Aid McKinstry, you have Kyrie Jackson, and you have and you have uh, Brian Branch and Malachi Moore in the slots as well. Carry on Arnold, so, too. <laughs> Terry on Arnold, you know, is he going to be a corner? Is he going to be a safety? You know, it, it's a lot of competition there. So, do I believe he has the talent to be there? Yes, do I think he should tune out all these mock drafts because how many – nobody had Trayvon Walker in the first round this time last year doing mock drafts, and he was the number one overall pick. So, you know, just, just go out there and play, play ball, do your thing. You know, if he isn't a starter this year, do I believe he can come back for his senior year? Be be uh, a starter and still be a top five, top ten, top fifteen pick. Yes, I, I absolutely believe that could still play out in his favor. I'm good. Yeah, like I said, I just want to get your opinion on it. But um, yes, sir. Like I said, that's that's all I had. All right, Curtis. It was good talking to you, man. All right, and take care. Real yes, sir. You have a good one. And uh, now we have Pat on hold. How you doing this morning, Pat? Good morning, ex Baba. Hey, y'all want to talk a little bit about running back? If I could put in my two cents on it, hey, you do realize that uh, with at running back is the one position that a freshman phenomenon could come in and really shine. That that it doesn't running back's a position that doesn't necessarily have to be developed, other than the fact that they got to be able to block. Uh, but uh, this Henderson kid, uh, you know, hey, wasn't he coming? Wasn't he uh, extremely highly tied coming out of high school? Uh, you know, and we didn't get to see him in the spring because he, 
uh, you know, was a late arrival or summer uh, arrival. That, uh, you know, anything about him is he coming in ready to uh, flash why Coach Saban picked him to uh, uh, be our uh, uh, star piece out of uh, the last year's recruiting class. Yeah, when you look at Emmanuel Henderson, a four-star recruit, uh, he was the number two overall running back in the country, um, number two player in the state of Alabama behind Jeremiah Alexander. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a little bit harder just because he is behind the eight ball when you talk about, you know, he's just now getting out of uh, Alabama here in the summer versus – we we know Jameer Gibbs, if he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be the starter. When you look at Jace and Roydell, we saw what they were able to do last year before the injuries, if they're able to bounce back. And, you know, Trey seemed towards the end of the season and through the spring to get a little bit of that bounce back, a little bit of that power back. And then you have Jermaine Miller, who was here for spring. So you're correct. Running back, you know, they can find roles a lot easier as freshmen to get on the field in certain situations. But I think it's going to be hard pressed to see either one of the two true freshmen this year without an injury, because you have four very good, good running backs in front of both of those guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, uh, but this is, if, if Trey Sanders didn't put up, this would be about time for him to shut up, you know, and, uh, I mean, Trey is uh, supposed to be, you know, when he came to Alabama, oh, he made a statement that he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. Sure did. And uh, that I look for special things, I, even though uh, Gibbs, what Gibbs brings to the table is his ability to be another receiver. And if Gibbs can block and being able to be the safety valve, for uh, um, Bryce, at a, hey, wouldn't that be special? Because he's supposed to have fantastic hands. And uh, that, what do you think? Oh, I, I think I think Jameer Gibbs is the most unique starting running back Alabama has had up under um, Nick Saban, and it's because of his pass catching. Ability counteracted, like put matched up with his speed and things. Yes, Najee Harris was a very good pass catching running back and, and did a lot of things. So I know that might sound a little crazy, but Najee isn't as elusive or as fast as Jameer is. You're talking about a guy that, that probably runs a four three and gives. So I think he has the ability to be to be special in that sense. Uh, most you know most of the running backs at Alabama have been bigger backs, uh, you know, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, you know, 215 to, you know, from those guys all the way. You've had 215 to 245 with Derrick Henry. You have Gibbs come in, you know, right around 200 pounds. Uh, just a really explosive athlete. That's normally been the number two guy, a Kenyon Drake or a really good pass catcher and, Josh Jacobs, but to see that guy get the full time role, I think it's going to be interesting for Alabama this year. Got you, and and, they, and you forgot to mention uh, one of my favorites, Bo Scarborough. Had he had Bo been able to stay healthy, I really think Bo could have been even more special than he was. Oh yeah, and, and you know what? That's how I feel about Trey Sanders. You know, and that's been a a hard hand dealt to him when you look at a foot injury as a true freshman, and then coming back, getting some playing time as a redshirt freshman, and then getting in the freak car accident. And uh, it took a lot out of him. And, you know, it was a miracle that he was able to play again, honestly, with some of the injuries that he suffered in that car wreck. Uh, but, yeah, those are two guys that, that you know, injuries robbed Alabama fans and them of what could – be really special careers. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm really still, uh, hoping that, uh, McMillan is going to be, is going to show us. I mean, he showed 
uh, flashes of being extremely special. That uh, uh, and where he came from in Texas, that uh, uh, that everybody wanted him. That that many people wanted him. Oh, uh, they wanted him in Oklahoma, some kind of bad. And the fact that you know, when he chose to come to Alabama, I was very, very happy. And I think we're going to see special things out of Chase that uh, you don't think that's possible. Oh, I definitely think that's possible. I think he's very similar to uh, Jameer Gibbs. You know, at, uh, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker build, but very similar with pass catching ability and explosiveness. So I think the two of those guys uh, could be a extremely dynamic and dangerous one-two punch for Alabama because I don't think you lose much when you ha- when you take either one of them off the field and replace them with the other. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and, uh, all right. Well, hopefully we can study and get a little and have some good questions for Hank tomorrow. All right. Hey, y'all have a blessed one. Hope everything's good with your dad. But uh, uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. You too. And real quick, we'll get to the running back room on the other side of the break. But real quick, I want to touch on J.D. Davison uh, uh, coming back last night, having a decent game. Uh, didn't put up a lot of points, but he had nine assists in his performance last night. Uh, what do you think about that, Joe? How has J.D. looked to you so far in his few games with the Celtics? I missed the ball game last night. I'll have to be honest with that. But uh, but I know his Saturday night game was very good. Uh, he filled up the stat sheet. Not as good on the – Monday in the Monday night game, so I guess they played back to back Monday and Tuesday. Uh, but but I think JD is just gonna. I, I I think JD made the right decision for him to, to go on to the NBA. I think that uh that you know nine assists is a great number. Oh, do you have his turnovers listed right there? He had he so his stat line was five point four rebounds, nine assists, three turnovers, no fouls, but he was plus eleven. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good number. It seems like he was playing some pretty smart basketball, and you know, as the as the point guard, he's going to be distributing the ball a lot. That sounds like he had a pretty good little night to me. Uh, I I think that uh, he's going to end up uh, probably getting some time with the Celtics this year. Not a lot of time, but some. Uh, and I think he's going to develop into a nice little player. Yeah, and I think he has a chance to carve out a role if he truly becomes a point guard because. Right now, Boston doesn't have a a true point guard, really. When you look at their starting lineup, but yeah, five like I said, five points, four rebounds, nine assists, with only three turnovers. Uh, it was definitely an improvement from the Monday night game. More more long in line with what we saw on uh, Saturday. So he's looked pretty good through three games. Still a long way to go for him, but I think he, as you said, he has a chance to carve out a nice little role with the Celtics this year. But we're going to go ahead and get to break, and when we get back on the other side, we will be breaking down the running back room. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Alabama softball went back to the transfer portal yesterday, picking up a commitment from left-handed pitcher slash first baseman Lauren Esmond out of Michigan. Esmond started 38 games at first base for the Wolverines last season and was also 6-0 on the mound with a 1.7 ERA. The Crimson Tide added another piece to its 2023 recruiting class, landing four-star quarterback Dylan Lonergan out of Snellville, Georgia. Lonergan is the ninth-ranked signal caller in the class and the sixth-ranked player in the state of Georgia. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience they have the basic car wash that starts at seven dollars but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as twelve dollars and go up to twenty dollars 
They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports Xavier Houston. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I'm Xavier sitting in today. We are now going to be breaking down the running back room. And when you look at this room, it is a very loaded room with a lot of different skill sets and a lot of talent. Of course, leading off the room is Jameer Gibbs, the Georgia Tech transfer, who brings a lot to the table, brings a lot of different things from what we've normally seen as the starter at Alabama, as we mentioned in the last segment, that most of Alabama's starters have been bigger, more physical running back with that second guy tending to be more of the versatile guy. We've seen it multiple times with Josh Jacobs coming off of the bench, Kenyon Drake, guys like that. But I think Jameer Gibbs has the opportunity to be very special with his pass-catching ability, as well as we saw in the spring, he could be the starting kickoff return guy, which I'm not too high on that. Uh, you know, we've seen Jameis and Williams starting wide receiver start out at kickoff return and things of that nature. But hey, if that's who Coach Saban thinks the best guy is, going to roll with it. Um, and then, of course, you have three guys after him that have had injury. In the past, Jason McClellan and Roy Dale Williams coming off of ACL tears last year, Trey Sanders and his two injuries, getting some time last year after those first two guys went down, as well as the two true freshmen, Jamari Miller and Emmanuel Henderson. Uh, I'd have to give this room and <laughs> I ha- just off of potential and what we've seen, this room is probably a B, B-plus with a chance to be an A-plus, just really depending on how all these guys come back off of injury as well as how they perform and progress throughout the course of the season. Uh, Joe, of course, we, we've talked a lot about Gibbs since he's gotten here and things of that nature. What do you think it is that makes him so special at this running back position? Well, with Jameer Gibbs, I think it's his agility, his his ability to start and stop and, and basically get up to acceleration at a, at a high rate. Uh, I've heard you know comparisons to Alvin Kamara, and I just think that uh, that's going to be a special quality for him this year. I, I'm 
I'm like you, though. I'm nervous about our guys coming off injury. I'm nervous about – and it's probably my own personal bias. I, ha- I had a couple knee surgeries in high school, and obviously technology has changed a lot, and those athletes are a lot better athletes, a lot, a lot, a lot better athletes than I was as a high schooler. So I, I, maybe my concerns are – unfounded but i'm definitely concerned about roydell and jace coming off acl injuries and, and regaining their top form yeah and and i think i think those two guys are a big key to the success of of the room as a whole uh this coming up season and <clears throat> excuse me um how they come back is what's is what ha- is what's going to make this room Special, uh, like I, uh, we also said about Jace, uh, his ability to do a lot of the same things that um, Jameer's able to do, I think gives Alabama a unique one-two punch um, if he's able to get back right as well. I and mean, when you look at uh, the power guy of this group, would probably be Roy Dale. Um, so hopefully he's able to bounce back as well. Um, as Pat said, is this is this it for Trey Sanders? Uh, it, does he does he contribute heavily this year? If not, is this the last season we see Trey Sanders in a Crimson Tide uniform? Most likely going into the portal for his uh, senior year. Oh, I sure hope not. I I, I like his story, and maybe maybe that's just a sentimental uh, part of me. I I think he's going to have a nice year. I mean, at the at the beginning of the year, especially while uh, Roydell, uh, while Roydell and and Jace are probably still, you know, not 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 zero percent, but not a hundred percent. While they're you know in that seventy, eighty, ninety percent range, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to compliment uh, Jameer Gibbs, and then you uh, obviously you got Jamarian Miller, and and whether uh, Emmanuel Henderson can can play or not uh, with the, with the tide. But no, I I think that. Uh, I, I I think Trey Sanders is going to have every opportunity to get on the field. I know I think Coach Saban appreciates how hard he's worked and kind of his uh the path he's been he's been forced to take since he's been been at Alabama. Obviously, we all remember what he said coming out of high school, but those things haven't really materialized. So no, I th- I think he's going to get every opportunity to to prove himself this year. Yeah. So when and then you look as you said the two true freshmen. Miller was here in the spring. Henderson has just arrived during the course of this summer. Both of these guys are really talented running backs. What level do you believe that they're able to contribute this year? Minimally, uh, minimally, but I think that it, we we may consider it uh, to be a high contribution with uh, with Emmanuel Henderson. I mean, he's he's supposed to have all world speed, uh, and, and so if he can get out into Get out into space. I think he's probably going to make a lot of Alabama fans really happy. Uh, but but no, I don't really see them getting a whole lot of touches intentionally. I think that you know one two touches a, a, a game at, at max. You're going to be coming in sp- sp- uh, sporadically. It's all really going to depend on the health of the two we just talked about with Roydell and Jace. And then if uh, Trace is healthy as well, if the three of them stay healthy, then I don't really see Jamari Miller or, or or Emmanuel Henderson getting a whole lot of run. Yeah, and you look at a guy like Emmanuel Henderson, he said his speed is, is really what he's been known for coming out of high school. Now, he, he's a very slender build, he's 6'1", 185. And there's, you've heard the rumors, can he potentially be a wide receiver at Alabama? Do you think there's any truth to that, or is that just you know people trying to get a guy with his athleticism on the field? Uh, I think uh, probably more the latter. Uh, I I think even if he splits out into the slot a little bit, uh, I I don't, I I don't, I wouldn't consider him a wide receiver. Uh, I'd like to see him get a little more weight on him, but I think coach Saban's going to give him a, give it, give give him his first year playing as, as, as a running back. All right. And when you look at this room overall, where are you grading them today? I think you had it about right. I think a B plus is probably about where they are, uh, and I and I say that due to my concern and nerves with the with with the, the lower body, <laughs> the lower bodies of the, of the three guys we've we've already kind of talked about. If those three guys are healthy, though, 
and Jameer Gibbs it, it, it kind of gives us what we saw in the spring game, then they really could be in a a plus room. And 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 really, I don't know how you stop this Alabama offense if they, if that if that room turns into uh, turns into an A plus room. Yeah, and when you look at the running back position, a lot of it is their success is based on the offensive line and how they perform. So do you think this Alabama offensive line this year will be able to do enough to let these guys really show what makes them special? Yes, I I, I have a lot of confidence in the offensive line this year. I think it's good. they're going to uh... – I think they're really going to quit themselves after last year's uh, less than stellar performance. I think the offensive line is going to look a lot better, and and, and and you know Alabama's going to roll. All right. So when once again, just talking about this room as a whole, when you talk about Gibbs, when you talk about McClellan, if he's healthy, he's most likely going to be the number two guy. Is this the most unique one-two punch running back room you've seen in Alabama? Because when I look at them, I'm looking at okay, we you've had the 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 Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris with it with a different skill set between those three guys. You you go all the way back to when uh, things got rolling at Alabama. You have the Glenn Coffee, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson. Uh, you've had those combinations. You've had the Derrick Henry. Kenyon Drake, two completely different skill sets at the running back position. This is the first time I feel like we've we, we've had two power guys before. Like I said, with with Mark and Trent, Trent and Eddie. This is the first time we've seen two more elusive speed guys that could catch the ball out of the backfield really well. When you look at a one-two punch, it, so is this the most unique one-two punch under Saban? Uh, I'm I'm gonna actually vote for the Derrick Henry Kenyon Drake back uh, package as the most unique because they were so so different, uh, so vastly different skill sets. So I think I, you know I do see your point with, 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 with this running back room, but I, I think you've got a handful of similarities in 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 our in this running back room. The Derrick Henry Kenyon Drake backfield was like, oh, these two guys are so opposite. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's what I, – I, I see that just as far as the different skill set. But, man, I'm telling you, if, if Jace is 100%, this room could be really scary just with those two guys. And I think if Jace can come in – you know, Jace's knee injury was earlier in the season against Ole Miss. So it gives a little bit more opportunity for him to be closer to that 100% mark when the season starts. Remember Roy Dale, who was hurt – towards the back end of the season. But with these two guys, I don't I don't know how big of a drop off there is talent wise if there is any at all. It, it both at a hundred percent. So when when you look at how the two of them can operate, I think you could see an Alabama backfield that has six, seven hundred yards receiving out of the two of those guys when you look at the losses that Alabama took at the wide receiver position. And even though Billingsley didn't live up to the hype of what we thought we were going to get out of him last year, only having Latou back for uh, back with any real experience, do you think those two guys pick up that slack in the receiving game, or is it still going to be mostly dominated by the wide receivers and tight ends? I, I, I think Gibbs will definitely present some, and, and McClellan too, if he, if he comes back healthy. I think they'll definitely present passing game options. Uh, but but it's probably going to primarily, I mean, when I say passing game options, may, maybe, what, 15 20% of, of the targets? So uh, you know the primary the primary guys are going to be the primary guys Burton and Harrell and uh, hopefully Treshawn Holden. Like, you know the, the, those guys are going to get the the lion share of the work. Yeah, um, can Jameer Gibbs be good enough to be in the Heisman conversation? Of course, we we talk about Bryce being back there again, but we understand how hard it is to win back to back Heisman. And then you had the fact that Devontae Smith was the Heisman Trophy 
winner the year before that. So Bryce is at a deficit just strictly off of being the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. But when you add a guy like Jameer Gibbs, does that – is it going to be Bama fatigue regardless with having back-to-back winners? Or can he put up the numbers in the run game, in the receiving game, as well as return to get into that conversation? Yeah, I think he can. I, uh, we had a, a guest on, on Inside the Locker Room maybe three months ago uh, basically saying that don't be surprised if Jameer Gibbs is that dark horse candidate. I, I think he's got the skill set. It's just going to be up to how Bill O'Brien decides to divvy up the uh, divvy up the workload. All right. Well, so you said a B-plus with the potential to be an A-plus due to concerns about the lower body injuries to three of the six guys that they've had in the past. I feel the same way. So, guys, look for this Alabama running back room to be special and be a huge part of the offense, especially due to the losses that Alabama took in the wide receiver room and tight end room. There's better offensive line. So this offense is going to be, in my opinion, a little bit more run-centric, even though we have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner just due to the losses and not knowing if these guys are going to be able to live up to what Mechie and, and J-Mo and even Slade Bolden being able to do some work in the slot were able to do last year. But we're going to go ahead and get to break, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to have Scotty Hollins with the Johnson and Marshall Dentistry uh, Christian Moment of the Week. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Wednesday morning. By action of the Tuscaloosa City Council, $750,000 is being spent to purchase a hangar at Tuscaloosa National Airport. Mayor Walt Maddox says the facility will house the helicopters that were recently donated to the city by the Tuscaloosa County Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office is switching exclusively to drones for their aviation assets. Click TuscaloosaThread.com. For more local news, sports, and weather coverage, it's free. Don Hartley. Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's Xavier Houston, and we are getting ready for the uh, Marshall and Johnson Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week. And I, we are in with Scotty Holland. How are you doing this morning, Scotty? Nigga, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Glad to have you back on. Hey, glad to be back, man. And I'll jump right in. We were... Uh, uh, kind of going, I guess, nearing the end of our series, The Power of Optimism, and um, looking at the life of Paul and, and trying to figure out how is this guy so optimistic in the midst of such difficult circumstances and situations. And so uh, w- what we're doing is just trying to take some secrets from his life. I think we got another at least week or two on this series, but after that I got another series uh, in the works that I think you guys will be excited about as well. Uh, I, but I, I think we can, we're all in need of this, especially now especially after COVID, especially after there's so many, uh, you know, even our economy and, and just the many things that we're facing on a daily basis. I think that this message, this series is, is very, at least it's, it's 
it's been helpful for me. It's always helpful for me to to kind of think about, you know, how was Paul? You know, some of the I call Paul one of the goats, uh, Xavier. If, if we were going to go there in terms of greatest of all time, in terms of walking with the Lord, you know, um, this dude was a legit, um, you know, soldier. And 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 um, and so anyway, let let me get into. And, and since I've been out, I'm just going to kind of reintroduce this, and then we'll kind of dig a little bit deeper next week. But but just to kind of look at his secret. So here's here's a couple things about it. We we say life is about ten percent what happens to us and 90% how we respond. I mean, we've all heard that quote. And I think we know that's true. Like when it comes to what happens next, um, you're, 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 um, you know, everybody has stuff happening to them. Everybody has things going on, but really the 90% of, of, of your success and in, in, in your direction that you take the next step, it has everything to do with how do you respond to it? So keep that in mind. Life is 10%. What happens to you? 90% how you respond. But then, uh, A.W. Tozer, his quote is, the most important thing about uh, you is what you believe about God, because that becomes the lens through which you see all of life. Okay, so so it's saying, okay, when we're thinking about that 90% how we, how we respond, we will respond, you know, in, in relation to how we, like, what do we see? And so what he was saying was, if you believe God is big, if you really believe God is strong, if you really believe God can help you, then you'll trust him in those moments, and you'll look to him. But if we if we have a small view of God, then maybe we won't. And so, one encouragement to say, as we get you know, just think about Paul's life, is check this out. This is really important. Paul didn't look at his circumstances. I'm sorry, Paul didn't look at his God through the lens of his circumstances, and that's a tough one. I, I want that to sink in for a second. Paul didn't look at his circumstances. Hear me out. Like I'm going through this, so God must be. Or yeah. can't be good. <laughs> I, he didn't do that. And again, well, let me let me say he was tempted to, just like we do. And just, but but I'll show you something he um, did that to help him. Um, but he he chose to look at his circumstances through the lens of his God. Hey, you flip that, flip those, and and that's the difference. That's the power of optimism. God is good. And although this is difficult, he has a plan for it. You follow me? Ninety percent, what ten percent? What happens to you? Ninety percent how you respond, and what you believe about God has everything to do with how you respond in that situation. So, uh, Paul, seeing, you know, knowing his tendency to, to one go through difficult stuff, and two, Xavier, he, he knew he was just as weak as us, and he was yeah. probably tempted to think, "Oh man, God can't be good because of this." So here's what he was his plan. He 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 uh, had a little plan he set up. He says uh, pretty much that you know don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, but pray about everything. So so long story short, when he felt like he was starting to drift and, and, his, and his mind was beginning, beginning to be anxious, and he was starting to look at the circumstances through the lens of his God or, or the wrong way, then he would pray and ask God to help him. And I, I will finish up. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of continue next week. But but just looking at the life of Paul, and I think we can all learn secrets on how we can be optimistic in the most difficult situation. Yes, sir. Right. We definitely appreciate it, Scotty. Let everybody yes, know sir. where they can get in contact with you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can uh, com. That's my, uh, my um, website. You can send me a, a message there. Come straight to my email. Yes, sir. Always good to have you. Thank you, Scotty, for joining us. Hey, now yes, was the Christian moment of the week. Brought to you by Johnson and Marshall Dentistry. Well, that wraps up this, this episode of the Martin Houston Show. I'm Xavier Houston. Thank you all for sitting in and listening. We will be back tomorrow with Hank South and talk some recruiting. Have a blessed day. Thank 